deep below the earth in a ruin excavated by Vamok and Quenberg's acolytes. The party has now come face to face with Vale's aspect, Quenberg herself. In her transfigured form, after reclaiming her name of Ortariel and Mick being made the godborn of Delagast, the party and Ortariel are now locked in mortal combat. It's the top of the round, so player. Rolandir, having charged in, dealt some damage, and then seen Ortariel just, like, lay waste to the majority of his party and their attacks not being super-duper effective, he is going to reapproach, reach out both of his hands, close his eyes, and he's just going to envision her being banished to another demiplane. He's casting Banishment, a fourth level spell, and she will need to do a Charisma saving throw. 25. Rolander's spell did not succeed, so he instead is going to just yell to the others in the room. <laughs> Run! <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to yell to the others in the room and just say, the only chance we have is to rechain her. Anything we can. Relink her to her past chains. Perhaps link her to our own gods. We need to stop this. And he's going to queue up his other action, given by the haste benefit, to be a supportive role in however many people he can gather to do this simultaneously. Okie dokie. Ortariel rears up these three heads that have regrown. And from her back, almost in the shape of wings, it gives you that impression as they start to like burst out of her. But then they shoot across the room, this huge chamber and just hundreds of tendrils that latch onto pillars and the ceiling and the walls and this great web and just hoists her whole form up as she towers above you all. And you see this white hot flame start to grow in like her belly shining through this writhing mass of worms and whatnot that seems to then be rising up from her core into one of these heads. And that'll be her turn. Val is going to attempt to use Intent to heal himself, Brynir, and the mock from their lacerations. He is trying to revert their forms back to their like natural state, like not just stop this bleeding, but get them all the way back to full health, totally normal. Okay. And then I have a, a, a free action speaking thing that I like to do, which is stupid, but Val's going to follow his instincts. Oh, 26 and 21. That is a minor success. Okay, I'll take it. They can be healed 80% of their hit point total. Heck yeah. Does that just bring us up to that 80% or is that in addition to what we already have? No, like whatever you have plus 80% of your total. Yes! Brad, I am alive again. If it goes above your total, you do not gain temp. Okay. Does that also get rid of their wound status? Yes. Nice. Woo! Yeah, Thank you, Val. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm thrilled that that worked. Um, okay. I feel less dire <laughs> now that that is, is a thing. Okay, is it possible for me to still lend whatever aid I can to Rolandir to chain this, like, in, as a bonus action or anything? Okay. No. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my bad Hail Mary from maybe the next round when I'm dying again. 
As Luna looks around and surveys the situation, sees Ortariel kind of charging up this attack, and Rolandir standing at the ready, she looks to Val, who's beside her, and says, What should I do? What do you think you should do? Well, I have no clue. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you're asking me. I don't know anything more than you do. I don't fight gods on the daily. I, I do think that Rolandir is onto something. Perhaps you can attempt to chain her, bind her, revert her back to her original form. Lend him aid in some way. I'll do that then. Luna will perform the same kind of delayed action as Rolandir in that whoever decides to take upon themselves the task of chaining Ortariel, she will aid them. Vamak feeling reinvigorated and having listened to Rolandir is going to try to use intent to uh, conjure like massive shackles that will shackle like every conceivable part of Quenberg and like chain her to the ground you know muzzle her the whole nine yards he doesn't care if they have to come out of the stone itself he's gonna go for it and he'll take any boost that he can so Rolandir's helping with this yes alright and Luna's is as well ooh Oh! <laughs> I'm excited. I rolled, I rolled a 49 and a 49. It's the same number, baby. We got we got the boost. We got the boost. I got a 44 and a 32, which is already within your minor success range, but with your thing, that becomes a success. Yes. It does what you intend. Nice. <laughs> nice. Then, like, you, you just see, like, the stone break apart as, like, shackles come up, clasp around the necks of all of these dragons, right? Circle around the maw of each of these dragons, and then and just, like, around the body, the wings, the arms, everything. And then in one massive force, it just yanks her to the ground, and it pins her there with all of the heads like laid out in front of him. So it muzzles these heads, you said too? It muzzles the heads and it, and it's like, it's, it's choking her. He's, Vamak was not like, oh, is that too tight? He was going <laughs> as tight as he can. <laughs> Just strengthening this as much as possible. This is gonna go right into her turn. So as this happens and they rip her from these tendrils that just like snake off into smoke and slam her down, this charged spell explodes out of one of these heads and hitting this stone just, well, explodes. And the middle head erupts in an explosion as the room is just spattered with blood and worms and a bit of fire. It doesn't really do any damage other than some singeing heat maybe takes off your eyebrows, but the middle head is just like orbling and making that noise that like the fell beast makes after Eowyn chops its head off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent bully work, Chris. <laughs> I watched that scene last night. <laughs> Had to get our Lord of the Rings reference has been a Indeed, while. <laughs> indeed, the quota has been met. She's going to spend that turn then regenerating that middle head. But she also takes 250 damage. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Mick would like to go and will kind of say to himself, this has to end. And will reach out his hand and try to rupture her heart from the inside with intent. <laughs> All right. 
Roll intent. I rolled an 84 and a 93. That's a minor success. <gasps> Woohoo! What's up? You basically give her like the equivalent of a monster heart attack. Oh, dang. Well. You deal 88 damage to her as this intent of yours causes her heart to, well, almost rupture. Oh, baby. What's up? Kelnies, who is still on the back of this creature oh, this yeah. whole time. That's right. <laughs> is going to drive her knives into this like reforming neck of the middle head and just slide down, bad down to the floor. Excellent. Nice. She deals 33 damage. It's a player's turn. Well, I think it's Brynir's intent to stab her in the heart with an ice spear. (laughs) (laughs) Does either a 20 or 25 hit? Both. 33 and 18. Okay. Oh, Wait, as a bonus action, I would like to use Zell's presence. And everybody has advantage on attacks and saving throws until the start of my next turn. Dope. Ortariel, you see this fire again writhe throughout her form, and then she just explodes. Oh, nuts. Like this black form of hers of this writhing, nasty, pustulant mass just bursts and all of you are showered with steaming, burning blood, worms, and fire. Gross. Uh, Everyone makes dexterity saving throws. With advantage. Brynir and Kelniace probably are close enough to get the plus five from me. Cool. I've got uh, 17 on that one. Yeah. Kelniace will definitely take that plus five. 19 for Vamok. Verlander got a... 22. Mick rolled a 15, so awesome. A 16 for Val. I, I sense some damage coming our way, Chris. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a 24 for Brynir. All right. If you got 15 or higher, you take 48 damage. But you also, everyone regardless, um, will get blasted back like five feet. Did anyone get below 15? I don't think so. Okay. Then everyone is safe from taking 96 damage. And in the place of where this monster was situated is the human form of Ortariel once more, just like gasping on the ground, this black blood dripping off her. She looks like, you know, the Uruks right when they're pulled out of the spawning pits. Uh, And it's a player's turn. Dom is going to load up his gun, which is already loaded, and he's going to intent his way into making the small steel ball he has placed inside into a tactical nuclear bomb, and he is then going to shoot it at her. Sounds legit. What are you really doing? (laughs) No, that's really what I'm doing. He's really going to shoot her and try to make it blow up. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, the tactical nuke was a little little bit of exaggeration. Uh, I figure could it be like a a classic does it hit, then intent roll for damage? I'll do that. Got a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, so then... 87 and 86. Gosh, what Ooh. is going on with our rolls today? These we are, are crazy. crazy. Great. I'm loving it. A panting, out of breath, Ortariel, quivering on her hands and knees, tries to stand, looking around the room, snarling, her eyes falling on Mick, and says, You could have been so much more. You could. And then, like, the top half of her head just gets domed and. The bullet from Dom's gun smashes into her 
and blows apart her cranium, leaving just like this flailing jawbone and some spurts of blood. And she stands briefly and then wavers and then just flat falls on her face. Is she dead? Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. That got rid of the 15 HP she had left. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, like, looks at what happened, you know, because he was like, oh, man, these people are really, really throwing down. I don't know if you remember his last hit was only like 20 damage. He actually passes out from being overwhelmed with the fact that not only has he just faced the devil, but he killed her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. As she falls to the ground and disintegrates in these strange wisps of smoke and starlight, the cavern you're in begins to shake with a cacophonous rumble as these echoing booms rise up from the ground beneath you. We need to get out of here. Now! No time to linger, and Kelneas is gonna run over and scoop up Dom. (laughs) (laughs) How gracious of her. Rolander chases shortly thereafter. Val will grab Luna's hand and also run out of the mine. Everyone's running? Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't everyone make an athletics check for me? Rolander got a 28. A calc 20 for Val. Also a calc 20 for Vamak. Mika 19. That's a 24 for Brynir. As you come to the mouth of this complex, after sprinting through these crumbling hallways and up these shattering staircases, you emerge with this great puff of smoke and dust that billows out from behind you and just blankets this valley as cracks spread across the ground and shoot up into the hills. These veilings are fleeing in drove, just abandoning this makeshift town that's been erected here. The lot of you seem safe for the moment as the rumbling subsides, and Kelnais uh, drops Dom on the ground. He's kind of awake. He was overwhelmed. He's come back to it. He wasn't going to struggle out of her arms as they're running for their lives. So he's (laughs) quickly sort of rolls over, stumbles to his feet, looking a little sheepish. Well, have we unraveled the fabric of the universe, then? I don't think quite yet, but maybe we've tugged at the threads. We still have the heart of the void to find, and if it was anywhere in there, I don't think we have much luck getting back to it. Well, if if we want to try to get down there now, I can pass Wallace in several times. I don't know how much good that would do if we don't have an actual pinpoint destination we're going for. It'd really be a waste of time, you know. A voice carries over to the lot of you. Rolandier whips around. You see, sitting solitary by the remains of a fire in the middle of this town, a single veiling, who then stands and then grips one part of their robe and just flips it over, and as it does so, it reveals the immaculately clothed form of a veil. Of course. of course it does. Frickin' veil. <laughs> Me and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> darling. How are you? Like the new look? You'll get no complaints from me. However, perhaps I may lodge one? The lot of you have done a great service for the realm, for me included, ridding me finally of that hideous thing, whatever she became. But you've stirred up quite some trouble, you know. We're quite aware. Yes, we do know, yes. Unless there's more trouble of which we are not privy to, then please share with us. No, no, it 
I fear it is the same brand and breed of trouble as you've always ran into, those damned dogged ethereals. Here's the thing. What you seek, this artifact, its location died with her. However, as she was a being in my service, she becomes, well, mine now. And I can impart upon you the knowledge that you seek, and send you on your merry way. But... Is a catch? <laughs> but, in doing so, I paint as big a target on my back as you all have on yours now. And that target wasn't there before, there? Oh, why no, my dear, it was not. You see, I've done quite well at remaining incognito, inconspicuous, unnoticed, and have gone by and done what I wish to do by others' hands quite deftly up until now. You all have done quite well in my service, whether you knew it or not. But now things are coming to a head. The ethereals are moving. The realities are taking sides. And the Valors, drained as they are, are, well, I won't get into that now, but suffice to say, they may not be around any longer, their purpose having been supplanted by your own actions. You see, I overheard once a small conversation between you and my, not sister, not in the way that anyone would know, but for lack of a better term, sister, Natanda. I believe as you were vanquishing the aspect of your friend Miralag, she spoke about the world, as it is, as it truly is, and as you see it, this other side of things, this great weave of intent, of substance and form, you've slowly been unraveling. And here, you've finally just taken a big pair of scissors and cut a whole damn piece of string. You've unraveled unrolled and undone much, but until now, you never struck a chord as you have, just barely. You never cut before. And in doing this, vanquishing the aspect of a reality, that's a step up from what you've done in the past. I fear whatever time you have left before Anahan sets her sights on you once more has dwindled exponentially. Whatever I may have promised you, Val, I don't know if we can come to that arrangement anymore, severing the bonds between your gods and you all. For I fear now more than ever you need those bonds intact should you survive her judgment. There are yet two among you who are not bound to the ethereals of Egadon. I would implore you to seek out those bonds. Otherwise, destroy these individuals, and I will do so right now if you so wish. No skin off my back. And you can go on your merry way, continuing to seek out this weapon of yore. If you sever our bonds, we become like you, do we not? No, no, no. You misunderstand me, Val. I cannot, at this point, sever your bonds. I will not. It's the only thing keeping you from immediate judgment. Don't you see? As has been pointed out to me multiple times over the course of my life, no, I do not. Your gods, respectively, Sindur, Yakuda, Tentever, and now Delegast, whether they like it or not, are your advocates. Though for two of you, you have no one standing behind you. And Anahan is not one who overlooks guilt by association. So, 
your friends, and he points to Brynjir and Dom and Kelnias, must be bound in the service to the Ethereals, or you forfeit all your lives. Or take my offer, as I said, and I'll dispose of them right now. All of the Ethereals right now? No, 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 no. Your friends, your troublesome ones. Why are you here? Yes, Vale, it... It seems like if you know where the Heart of the Void is, that is a much more direct route to our cause, however large a target it may be that gets placed on your back, rather than seeking out three more ethereals to whom we should bind these others in our party. You may do as you wish. I am merely suggesting you buy yourselves time. Then how should we do that? The way I see it, we have two options. You tell us where the Heart of the Void is, we pursue that as fast as we can, and get on with our goals, or we need to seek out these gods to which we bind, which takes time. What can we do in the interim? You have three options, Rolandia. Three. First, I tell you where the heart of the void is. You go there, post haste, and do your very best to reach it before Honorhan reaches you. Second option, I tell you where the heart of the void is. And then, you go and make bonds between the gods and your unbonded friends. So that when Arahan does reach you, and she will, she cannot have power over you, giving you time to seek out the Heart of the Void in peace, relatively so. And option three, I tell you where the Heart of the Void is, and I take your good friend Dominique, your good friend Brynjir, and your good friend Kelnies, and I kill them. I wipe them from the face of this damnable planet, and then you are once again untouchable, for all of you will be bonded to the gods, and you can seek out your prize in peace. If I may ask again, why are you here? Because I have a good goddamn interest in being so, and you'll keep your mouth shut and ask questions when I ask you to in the future. I'm I'm sorry, Val, I did not mean such an outburst, please. That was uncharacteristic of me. Mm-hmm. I'm simply here for my own purposes. I have an interest in the world remaining intact. Dominique, coming off the high of thinking he's just killed Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to think of how a super religious boy. I think super religious boy is just gonna pass out again after hearing the veil. He's got like low blood pressure or something. He's he's gonna be knocked out for like five minutes before waking up and figuring out what to do. As he just drops to the ground, Veil vale points at him and goes, "Look, that one already dropped halfway on his own. Option C is looking mighty fine to me." What if you wait to tell us where the Heart of the Void is until we have bound the remainder of our companions? Then perhaps things will not be as urgent for knowing such things. Anahan will surely seek you out, and she will know that you know, for she knows that I know. And therein lies the problem, Val. Either I put myself in grave danger by holding on to this secret a tad longer while you dilly-dally about trying to make your packs, or... I put us all in equal danger while you dilly about trying to make yourself packs, yada yada. <laughs> How I see it, I am now the main target of one of the most powerful ethereals. And if I fall, I will ensure you fall with me. That's why the order must be as I said. And which ethereals do you think would actually help us? Well, not Honorhan, I can tell you that much. Thank you for illuminating that for us. 
Sareth, you've already got covered with the girl there. Sindor, well and accounted for. Yakuda, right in your pocket. And Tentifer, the old bag, <laughs> sitting well and tidy in your corner. Delagast now seems to be all the more in your favor. That just leaves Lomira, Maris, Odeker, Oriel, Yatanis, and Talatsumori. Dominique brings himself standing again, and he says, Didn't we just kill you? Are we talking to him? Well, you're not talking to a brick wall, my boy, and I thought you were certainly smarter than one. I think Dominique's going to try to shoot him. He's going to try to nuke bullet him. Okay. Nuke bullet him. And thus the end of Dom came about. (laughs) (laughs) Rolandir, who had been following close to Kelneas and in turn Dom, is just going to try to instinctively, like, divert the barrel. Like, you know he can't stop him from shooting, but... Do you want me to do, like, a disadvantage because of that or something? No, that's all right. And you don't have to roll for intent or anything. As you bring your musket to bear and discharge your rifle, even as Rolandir tries to push the barrel out of the way, there's this loud pop as it goes off, and a single daisy flies out of the barrel and then twirls and lands at Vale's feet. (laughs) (laughs) And Vale picks it up and then just, like, tucks it behind his ear. You omitted two ethereals, Vale. Did I? I'm sorry. My memory isn't as well as it was. There's always egg and air. Ah, yes. You bring up an interesting point. Oh, a very interesting point, one I had not quite yet considered. And Rolander kind of shoots Vamok a glance as he's mentioning air. Vamok's just been chilling in the back, looking somewhat, quote-unquote, aloof. Yes, yes, Egg, father of deity, supposed crafter of this mortal plane, has never called forth a godborn. And there has never been a time such as this, to my knowledge at least. True, true. The gods have never stood to lose so much. Air has never been so open in his rebellion since, well, the Elder Days. Egg has, to my knowledge, interceded in this very matter concerning, well, your little group here. Though I'm sure his intention was not to save you from Anohan's wrath, Rather, just to redirect her wrath elsewhere for the time being. It is possible you could gain his favor. Though, if you continue on in your scheme to rid the world of intent or gods or whatever have you now it is, I lose track. I doubt he'll be on board. Taking a deep breath after Vale's little spiel, Rolander just says, I'd actually been thinking more along the lines of air. Mm. Yes, the betrayer god, the hidden god. There is one among us who's had closer contact than the rest, although he is already chosen, as it were, by another being. Perhaps there could be an exchange. Vale then shifts his eyes over to Vamak. An exchange, you say? You think Tentever would give up his godborn so easily? Or another, if one is willing, but I simply say all our options must be considered. Why, of course, boy, why, of course. But, however, you act on the assumption, then, that Air does not already have someone bound to his service, that there is not already a god born of Air. And if this is what you want, then that god born would have to forfeit his position or his life before you can take it. 
Is there such a person? <laughs> yes, there is. Rolander just kind of nods contemplatively and doesn't say anything further. Well, if we don't take you up on any of these offers, what's then? Then good luck finding out where the Heart of the Void is on your own. I'll probably just tell you regardless whether you like it or not, because, again, the bigger the target, the less chance I'll get hit. Well, then better not to make a deal with you. But your friend actually speaks truth. Egg and air, those who are endowed with their power would have, well, quite a bit more power than your average godborn, I'd think. Perhaps not so much as your godless friend here. Though, perhaps, I'm not quite sure. I'd never entertained the thought till now. So perhaps there is a fourth option for you, Valmis. Val gives him a snide look. He simply returns your snide look. <laughs> and then claps his hands and says, So then there it is. Option D. I reveal to you the location of the Heart of the Void, and you set on your path to find the Godborn of Air and supplant him. I believe if you accomplish this, it would bring you about the same amount of power should you make the rest of your lot godborn of these lesser ethereals. Not so much that Onahan will cease to go after you, but should she finally reach you, you will be able to defend yourselves. I think given our time constraints regardless, if you truly are just going to blabbermouth away the position of the Heart of the Void to us, I think that's our best option. He says less addressing to Vale and more to the group. So, to be clear, we are not taking any of your deals. Oh, but why not? Have I ever steered you wrong in the past? <laughs> <laughs> My dear boy, you and I have had very few interactions. I'm not given to believe that that is true. What? Myself and the boy? Oh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> no, don't, please, please, think of yourself a little higher. And what a treasure it is to be regarded in your esteem. Well, I know of at least one who'd think so. <laughs> well, Vale, as far as I'm concerned, these are merely suggestions rather than deals. Am I right? I suppose so. Though, regardless, I'm not leaving here till you know where the Heart of the Void is, and you don't really have a choice in the matter. And who is Heirs Godborn? Well, I believe you've met him on a few occasions. That's vague. Enlighten us. I have a sneaking suspicion that I might have known him for quite some time. My old commander. The Rift Wardens, when they found us. I don't think it's any coincidence why they had power very similar to the power that Air has used to open rifts into different worlds. I believe it to be him. Ah, oh, your good man Ignalus, was it not? Yes. No, no, no. Sadly, you are mistaken, and Ignalus is long expired, though you are correct in your assumption that Air was, so to say, backing them. Then, if not him, who? Why, your good friend of the Twelfth Rose, the Magister Morden. That old guy? We banished him. He's gone. Kaput. And where exactly did you banish him to? I sent him to Ziamba, which may or may not have existed. Oh, interesting. Well, if that is your chosen path, you'll have to go there and get him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Perhaps we amongst ourselves might need a little more time to deliberate our actual course of action, but since your purpose here is merely to deliver a message, on with it then. You can be on your merry way running from whoever else is seeking to plant a knife in your back. Oh, a great many, a great many, Rolandia. 
then here you are. And he simply waves his hand in front of him, and you all experience a vision as you shoot across the fell in your mind's eye, all the way over to the most northeastern reaches, to the city of Mainstay itself, through the halls of the university, and then deep, deep, deep below ground to where an entire city seems to lie, and then further down through the cracks in the earth until you enter what looks to be a tomb lined with sarcophagi, and finally in a chamber where five seats are present, in each of them a skeletal being, and on the chief of these, a pendant. Then, poof, you're back. There you are. Now we are friends, truly, in misery. For it does dearly love company. <laughs>